Yesterday, we learned the Pasuk. Hashem Shomrecha. We said Hashem will watch over you. Hashem Tzilecha Al Yad Yeminecha. Hashem is your shadow. We explained yesterday it means that Hashem will behave with us the way we behave with others. We gave an example yesterday what the Gemara says, anyone who has Rahmanut, they have on him Rahmanut. The way we deal with people is the way Hashem deals with us. There is a Gemara in Masechet Shabbat. I'd like to read for you that Gemara. It's very relevant for today. Gemara says, Tanu Rabbanan Haddan et havero lekaf zechut Someone who judges his friend favorably which means you see your friend doing something, it can go the wrong way or the right way. It can be explained. You don't really know what he's doing. He went into a non-kosher restaurant. Maybe he went to the bedroom. Maybe he went to get a napkin. Or maybe he went to get a cheeseburger. It's one way or the other. You don't know. So there is something called kav zechut, that when someone does something, you're supposed to give them the benefit of the doubt. Until you know for a fact that he's doing wrong, you're not allowed to assume he's doing wrong. That's the halacha. So says the Gemara, a person who fulfills this halacha, and by the way, this halacha applies to many more things than the example I just gave. For example, even when a person is acting inappropriately and it's clear, even there is a kafsachut. Because a lot of times people are in pain. When people are in pain, they say the wrong things. They do the wrong things. When you held a guy accountable for every word he said and every period that he put and every exclamation mark that he put while he's talking and you didn't see the bigger picture in fact it says in Perkei Avot Heve dan et kol ha'adam lekav zechut it says it sh- you should judge the entire person lekav zechut favorably what does it mean the entire person? it should have said Heve dan et kol adam Every person. What's ha'adam? The person. So some explain beautifully that the only way you can really judge somebody fully is you have to know the entire person. How can I judge you on what you did if I don't know where you were this morning, if I don't know what happened to you yesterday, if I don't know your upbringing, if I don't know the situations going on in your life, how am I supposed to look at you and judge you if I don't know the whole story. It's like opening a book on page 560 and say, oh, wow, I can't believe this is what happened. How did he do that? You can't make those comments until you read the whole book. 
means before you could judge someone, you need to know the whole story. And in reality, you never can know the whole story. So don't judge people. Which means, if there's a doubt about what someone did, so always take the favorable side. And if it's no doubt, you see the guy doing wrong. You see the guy saying the wrong things. You're there. You watched it. You heard it. So then what's Kav Zechud there? Done. There's no, there's, no, uh, there's no doubt over here what the guy was doing. He clearly said or did the wrong thing. Even there, there is a Kav Zechud. It's not a Kav Zechud of ignorance. You don't have to be naive. For example, you see a guy is driving on Shabbat Lo'alem. So if you don't know the guy, you can assume and should assume he's driving to the hospital. That's what you should assume. He has an issue and he needs to go see a doctor. ASAP, why should you assume otherwise? But if you see the guy doing it every week, so you don't have to assume that. You don't have to be foolish. Kav doesn't ask you to be a foolish human being, a naive person. You could, understand, you could say, oh, my next door neighbor drives on Shabbat. You see him every week. But there's also a kav zechut in that area. How? By looking into the matter from a different angle and saying to yourself, wait, Hazid, the guy, what kind of home he grew up? He didn't learn anything. He didn't know. He's not aware of what Shabbat is altogether. He didn't have the education that I had. He didn't have the upbringing that I had. So, Hazit, meaning you could look at him as he's driving on Shabbat and he's a Rasha who is going against what's right and doesn't care and he's evil. Or, or you have a, a better way of looking at the person, right? Again, not to say he didn't do it, no. But even though he did it, but it didn't come from an evil side of the person. Right? So it's also called Kav Zechut. Kav Zechut means always look for a favorable way to judge another person. Now you should know it's one of the hardest things in life to judge people favorably. Again, like I mentioned yesterday, we're not talking only about the stranger. We're talking about your wife. We're talking about your children. We're talking about your parents. We're talking about people that you're very close to. To judge them favorably. They didn't mean to forget. Someone forgets to do something, you ask them. Especially a spouse. And they forgot. Kav zechut means they didn't mean it. They didn't sit there and say, oh, I want to forget. I don't care what the guy says. No. Kav zechut means give them the benefit of the doubt. They're busy. They're tired. They forgot. Whatever it is. Kav zechut applies very much in close relationships. It applies there more than anywhere else. There's a constant... You know, we think of Kav Zechut as the guy from Africa. You just met him and you know who he is. So you're trying to figure out, is he a good guy or a bad guy? It applies much more in day-to-day life with the very close people in our life. Kav Zechut means always looking for the good in what the person is doing. Even if it's bad, to find something positive. Something where you can make either the bad not so bad, or you can explain it that it's not bad at all. It's one of the hardest things to do in life.
because we very much like to judge people not favorably. Meaning over here, it's not a 50-50. I'm telling you, you see someone do something, judge them favorably. It's not 50-50. The magnet to look at the person negatively is way stronger than looking at them positively, which means this is a fight. This is not an informational halakha where, oh, now you know, see the good. It's not going to be so easy. You have a magnet, very strong, pulling you to look negatively at what your spouse did. To look negatively at what your son did. For example, you told your son, don't do that anymore. And he agreed. And you shook hands. Next day, he did it again. The first thing in your mind, what do you say? He doesn't respect me. No kibud abayim. Doesn't keep his word. He's not honest. He's not trustworthy. Uh, he never... He never, he never wanted to do it. All those are assumptions. Could very well be that he did want to do it. He does respect you. He does like you. But it's hard for him. He promised you he's waking up tomorrow at 7. Promise. You shook hands on it. And then he didn't wake up. So you rush to explain that look how many things he had in mind. He never wanted to wake up at 7. Never. When he told, when he shook my hand, he didn't want to. He lied to me. Doesn't respect me. Doesn't. All those things are assumptions. It could very well be all the guy has is a difficult time. It's hard for him. I'm not excusing him, but it's not the same as saying, oh, he doesn't like me. He, and then what do we do? And we make it even worse, by the way. Then we go and we tell him that. And we say, by the way, you're dishonest. You don't respect your father. You turned a person who's having a hard time waking up into a guy who is evil, who's a liar, and who doesn't respect his parents. Why did you do that? You turned him into a bad person. Sometimes we even tell him, not only in our minds, we actually start to talk about it. We turn a problem on level one and we make it level eight. No reason, that's all negativity. Negative thoughts very often become negative actions. Doesn't doesn't only stop in your thinking. Very often we act on it. And it's a terrible mistake. But like I said, there's a very strong magnet pulling us to see the negative in people's actions. A, we like to be victims. We love it. We love to be a victim. There's such a hana'ah in being a victim. My neighbor, you don't know how much I've been taking from them all these years. Victim. I'm a victim. Everyone likes to feel, even though it's really not a nice thing to be a victim, but somehow there's an attraction to it. Why do we have an attraction to being a victim? Because being a victim basically means that uh, A, not my fault, that's A. And B, being a victim means the other guy is a bad guy. The more bad people there are out there, the better I am. Very simple. The more I could see bad in others, the better I look in my view of myself. I feel very good about myself. So anytime there's a 
negative spin on something or someone, it is an opportunity in my mind to raise myself and be above the evil that's standing opposite me. Oh, how many times you told your wife, I don't do that. Right? How did you do that? I don't do that to you. What are you trying? What, what, when did you come to the picture now? If she did something wrong, right? Then you should ask her why she did wrong. Why are you bringing yourself into the conversation? I don't do that. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Whether you do it or not. Answer is that anytime we see something wrong in another, we find an opportunity to raise ourselves. So automatically our mind is on how great we are compared to the other person. For this reason and more, there's a very strong attraction to see the negative in people. So you're not starting 50-50 and all of a sudden you could choose to see the good. We are by nature being pulled to see the bad. And you have to work very hard to be able to see the good. All that's called Dan et Havero Lekav Zechut. That's called all of that and much more is included in judging your friend favorably. It's not just the example I gave you of a guy walking to McDonald's. That's a simple, obvious example. It's much deeper than that. And it's with many, many people. Every person that actually you deal with, there is the way you view them. Says the Gemara in Masechet Shabbat, an unbelievable line. Hadan et havero lekav zechut, someone who judges his friend favorably, which means that's the way he's grown in life to see the good in others. Danin otol zechut. So too in heaven, when they judge him, they judge him, they will also look at him favorably. Now in truth, it's hard to understand what this means. The reason why it's hard to understand is because doubt only exists by humans. By human standards, there's something called a doubt. I don't know. I don't know what that guy is doing. I don't know why he went to McDonald's. I don't know why he does this. I don't know his upbringing. I don't know what happened in his house this morning. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns when we deal with people and therefore we're asked to always take the positive choice. But in heavenly standards... How could that even come up as a choice? In heaven, they know everything. They know exactly why you went in. They know exactly where you were raised. They know exactly what you went through that morning. They see the whole book from beginning to end. So how is it even applicable to say the words that in heaven they will judge you favorably. In heaven, they don't need to judge you. In heaven, the judgment is fact. It's like saying, let me judge and see if this is a table. 
I don't need to judge to see if it's a table. It's a reality. It's a table. In Shamaim, all information is clear. There's no even anyan of judgment. What are you judging? You see it in front of your face. You see exactly what the guy is doing with all of the background. Nothing lacking. So how can we say even a statement like this? Again, one more time. The Gemara says, how could you make a statement if you judge others favorably that we already learned today? Very applicable. Very real. Every day in our lives. But now, if you do that, they will judge you favorably. That's not possible. That case is impossible. For example, what we spoke about yesterday is very possible. You show compassion to others, Hashem will show compassion to you. That's very possible. Someone wronged you, you showed compassion to him. Okay, so when you wronged Hashem, he will show compassion to you. That can happen. That's one for one. But this is impossible. How could you even mention the words that in heaven they will be judging you favorably? What does that mean favorably? It's fact. The case never comes up in heaven. So it's not one to one. You're judging favorably because you're ignorant. So you're looking for every positive spin on something. But in Shamaim, there's nothing to look for. They know everything. You follow? Why? It doesn't even, the, the, the sentence doesn't make sense. So some explain, some explain that there's a grading system in Shamaim for what we do in life or what we don't do. There's a grading system. And the question is that, you know, we've been to school, some teachers, they're very, very strict when it comes to the expectation of the answers. They ask you a question on the test, you fill out the answer. If you wrote it a little bit, one word off, wrong. They're very strict when they grade your test. Some teachers are very loose. If they see somewhere in your paragraph one word that may be relevant to the answer, check. They're not so focused on every nuance and every statement that you make. As long as they see you have a basic understanding, they give you a check. So you have very strict teachers and you have very lenient teachers when marking a test. It's a reality in this world. How does Hashem grade us in Shaman? Is Hashem strict? Or is He more loose? For example, let's say He's strict. Let's say He was strict, for example. So He would ask you, so tell me, Joe, did you, uh, did you pray every day? You would say, 100%. 
every day I prayed three times. They would take out the uh, video cameras, videotape. HD, high definition. Now in Shamayim, they not only have video, they have the audio, and they even have the sound of your heart. Your mind is also there. So you have the whole thing on screen, high definition. Video, sound, and, and, and X-ray, the thoughts. It's all there. So they see Joe, a good friend. So Joe comes in, he's very, very proud, tells Hashem, Asiti, I did exactly what you told me. I prayed every day. I said, okay, let's see your tefillah what it looks like. They see him. It's not the Amida. At 7.46, at 7.47 and 30 seconds, it's already Oseh Shalom. Already he said, wait, hold on. What, what, what kind of Amida is they look in the Amidah, they see he skipped every third word. And then they go into the x-ray, x-ray to see what's going on in his mind. They see one day he's in China. He's in the factory. He's praying, but his head is in the factory. He's dreaming of his vacation. He's thinking about his business meeting. They tell him, this is a tefillah. What kind of tefillah is this? this? So they say, oh, you haven't prayed for 75 years. X. You didn't pray. That's a prayer. What kind of prayer is that? So, okay, you gave tzedakah. All right, that one I did good. I gave tzedakah. Okay, let's go to the videotape. They see the guy giving tzedakah. He's thinking, um, oh, I need a little kavod. I need a little honor for this one. I need a little recognition. I want all the different things that people could do while they're giving tzedakah. Say, oh, that's called tzedakah. Check, X. You haven't given a dollar in your life. Next. If they marked us strict in Shammai, we probably won't get, right? We won't get one right, not one. So do they mark you strict or do they mark you lenient? How Hashem deals with us. The Gemara says the way how you mark others. They'll mark you in Shammai the way you mark others. For example, you see a guy who blocked your driveway. He blocked your driveway. He blocks your driveway. So now what are you thinking? You could think, I see the guy was in a rush. Is the wrong thing to do, but he wasn't thinking. He had a lot of pressure. So, you don't, uh, you don't go crazy. Or, like Raymond just said, that a guy is the Rasha, not only is he Rasha, is Rasha Merusha. He doesn't care about people. He doesn't care about the, all the negatives that can come up. You have to know that the grading system in Shamaim is the way you grade. If you're loose with judging others, they will be loose judging you. If you judge others easier, in Shamaim, they will let your tefillot go. 
they'll let your tzedakah go, your mitzvah, everything is good. But if you're very strict, if you're very makpid, very particular, you want everything done right to you, and it bothers you every small thing, then it's going to be a problem. Others explain even deeper than that. It's based on this, but a little more, like Jack just said. It says in Perkei Avot, Da, you should know. Simply the word sound, it says, Da ma le mala mimcha. Know what's above you. But some explain, not the simple explanation, Da, you should know, Ma le mala, what's upstairs, Mimcha. It comes from you. Which means, they say, they explain like this beautifully. That who judges a person in Shamayim? It's not only that they'll be lenient with you. It's even more than that. Who is the one that judges you in Shamayim? So they explain, you're the one. You'll be your own judge. How? The Mishnah says, Al tadin et havercha. Don't judge your friend. Simply, that's what it means. Al tadin et havercha. Don't judge your friend. Until you're in his place. I mean, a lot of times you see people giving advice. Oh, yeah, you should have done this. That was the wrong thing. Oh, yeah, hello. You, you know what that guy's going through. You can't judge somebody, right? Until you are in his position. Because otherwise, you don't really know what's going on. Good. That's the simple meaning. Don't judge your friend until you're in that position, which is very rare that you'll be in your friend's exact position. So don't judge. Basically, it means don't judge people. But some explain beautifully like this. You're not going to be asked in Shamaim. They're not going to ask you to judge your friend. They're not going to put you in a situation to judge your friend. Until you already did the same thing. Which means that in Shamaim, when you did something, so they want to judge you. But they don't know how to judge you. They let you judge you. For example, you didn't invite somebody. You didn't invite somebody to your wedding. You shouldn't have invited him. But there was a little anger, a little hatred. So you say, you know what? I'm not inviting. Let him feel it. Good. In Shamayim, they say, oh, that's not, not the right thing to do. Torah says, don't hate people. Don't take revenge. What are you doing? So what's the punishment for not inviting a guy? No, they do to you. They cause someone not to invite you. They put a similar situation in your life. And they'll see your reaction. Now, it's not going to happen a day later. It's not going to be where you're going to be informed. Hey, this is uh, your judgment. 
few months later, a year later, you already forgot about your own thing. Some other guy who you expected to invite you to his daughter's wedding, and he doesn't invite you. Now, what do you do? They gave you that situation. You know why they put you to be the judge of your friend? Because you were in the same spot. And they don't know what to judge for you. So what are they going to do? They're going to put you in this situation. And they say, you judge. A person gets angry. A person gets angry, right? Someone was angry. And he said all the wrong things. What's the judgment for that? They show him a guy who's angry and see what he does wrong. What's your reaction to that? The way you judge the guy is the judgment of yourself. Where do we see this in Tanakh? A very famous story. Many of you know the story. Very beautiful story. Story of David HaMelech. David HaMelech I'm not going to go through the details. Bottom line is, he wants to marry a woman that's married to somebody else. So he sets up a situation where her husband goes to war. Her husband ends up dying in war. He ends up marrying her. Good. Bathsheba. The creator was not very happy with what he did. Again, the details is not important. But the bottom line is, he did something that was not favorable in the eyes of God. Good. So what happens? The Pasuk says, look at this Pasuk. It says here, Vayishlach Adonai et Natan. Natan was a prophet. Hashem sends Natan el David to David. Good. So now Hashem is sending Natan to tell David, listen, you messed up. What'd you do? Did a terrible thing. That's the message. But look at the way Natan tells over the message. By Yomerlo, Natan, the Navi, tells David Amelech. He says, Shne anashim hayu There were two men in one city. Ehad Ashir, one was a very wealthy man. They had Rash, one guy had nothing to his name. Same city, very wealthy, very poor. He says, Ashir, the one who's wealthy, Hayatson, Ubakar, he had a lot of cattle, a lot of sheep, very wealthy man. Velarash, and the poor guy, and cold. He had nothing, zero. Kiim Kipsa Ahat Ketana, he had one little sheep. Asher Kanad and he bought by Hayeha. He gave her life. But Tigdal Imo. And she grew up in this guy's house. It's all he had. Good. Mipitotokal. She ate from his bread. Good. He says, Bayavo. Bayavo Helech le Isha Ashir. He says, He 
which means a visitor came, a guest came to the wealthy man's house and he wanted to be like Abraham Avinu and give him from all of his, he wanted to make a, a uh, barbecue for him. So he went to take from his cattle, from his sheep. But instead of taking from his, what did he do? Instead of taking from his thousands of animals, he went and he took the only sheep that his friend has. And he gave that one, he barbecued that one for the guest. Instead of taking from his animals, he took from that one. The story is telling him what's going on in your city. David Melech, he got very upset at what that guy did. Hi Adonai, he said, I swear by Hashem's name. Someone who does that, it's more than just stealing. You know, they're stealing. And then there is stealing on a very evil level. He says, that guy, he deserves to die for what he did. You went and you took the guy's only sheep when you have all the sheep you want. Sometimes, you know, stealing is never excusable. But sometimes you understand that the guy has nothing. He has to live. He has to survive. He stole. So this guy, besides the stealing, Ben Mavet, says, Vayomer Natan el David, says Natan the prophet to David Amelech, Atah Haish, says you're the guy you're the one what's going on with this story this story is not a one time story this story is showing why didn't Nathan come straight to David and tell him listen you did the wrong thing and give him all the terrible consequences of what he did why didn't he tell him that why did he come with a story for why did he let David Melech be the judge of a story that he made up? Why did he do that? This is not a one-time historical event. This is teaching us how Hashem deals with us. David did a terrible thing. Okay, let's go ask David what he thinks should be done in something terrible like he did. And David will decide his own Deal, his own judgment. That's the way Hashem deals with us. So be careful when you judge another person, you're actually judging yourself. When you say, I want to kill that guy, like you said, Raymond, when you want to say that, that's really saying about yourself. Whatever it is that you're judging in others, you're judging yourself. That is a very, very powerful way to keep a person grounded in life. You're judging others, you're judging yourself. He's a bad guy, oh, so you're a bad guy. You can't believe what the guy is doing, oh, they can't believe what you're doing. Be careful 
Besides that it's wrong to see the negative in others, besides that it's wrong, this gives a person tremendous amount of hezuk and strength. When you realize it's all coming back to you. That's what the, the Gemara means. When you judge others favorably, they're going to judge you favorably. Because in essence, you're judging yourself. This is what it means when we say in Tehillim, Hashem Shomrecha. Hashem will watch over you. Of course He'll watch over you. He's capable. He loves you. He wants to protect you. But wait. Did you press the button? Hashem Tzilecha Al Yadaminecha. He's watching you first. He's your shadow. He wants to see, do you protect others? The people that need your protection, are you there for them? The people that are looking for your security, are you there for them? The people that need your strength, are you there for them? The people that need your smile, are you there for them? It says in Berkat Kohanim, Ya'er Adonai Panav Elecha. We ask that Hashem should light His face on us. If Hashem, the Midrash says, just in case you don't realize how important this is, says the Midrash, En lanu, en laharat panim. Which means, we only need Hashem's bright smile in our face. From Hashem's smile comes all the bounty. We just want more. If you have Hashem's smile, you're good. You're covered. En lanu, en laharat panim. We only need Hashem's smile. Does Hashem smile to you? Does Hashem smile to me? Hashem could smile to you. Oh, wait. How are you? Are you the sunshine of somebody else? Are you smiling at another person? Hashem says, I could smile to you. I can give you all light of my face. But look at you. Look at the way you walk. Look at the way you walk into your house. Look at the way you treat people. You're walking around, you don't show them a smile. You show them a face that's, I can't smile at you when you, when you don't smile to others. This is, is a million examples of what we do daily that has implications on what Hashem is doing. In fact, we are writing what Hashem should do for us Ever complain, how come Hashem didn't give me this? Hashem Hashem didn't give me that? Hashem Hashem is not doing that for me? It could be that you have to look in your own books and ask why you're not doing the same thing or similar for others. Why Hashem is not giving me the blessing? Are you blessing others? Why Hashem is not shining on me? Are you shining to others? What? A person needs to look into his own book and see why he is guilty of the same thing. And you fix that you fix the Creator being with you. Hashem Shomrecha, Hashem Silecha, Al Yad Minecha. Have a beautiful day, gentlemen.